0: everyone, we're back with the District 3 Podcast. My name is Irvin. This is episode 140. Um, Maribel is not here with us today, and Rachel isn't joining us today either, but I'll be doing this podcast by myself, but we should be okay. I think we'll be fine. Um, joining us today is a friend and also a local actress slash actor, um, Audrey Romero. Thank you for joining us, Audrey.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: And Audrey, I've known you for quite a few years now just through organizing um, and, but I want to talk a little bit about some background information on you. Uh, where are you originally from?
1: So I was born in Linwood, California. Linwood. Yeah. So I lived there until I was about nine years old and I moved to Springdale, Arkansas. Would and you?
0: you've been here s- s- since how long, how not, how long since then now?
1: I think how like old are you now? 14 years. I'm 23.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, 14,
1: 15 years. Ooh.
0: So at nine year at nine years, why did y'all move over here?
1: Um, for family. And I feel like that's usually the case for people who move here. You know, it's, um, there's lots of jobs. It started Mm -hmm. growing and especially with like poultry workers. A lot of family actually moved from California to here. So I think my family, like my dad's, um, family, we were like one of the last ones to get over here.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's so interesting. We've talked about this on the podcast before where, um, a lot of people, specifically Mexican, Salvadorian families that were living in California, had a family member here in Arkansas that said, hey, there's jobs over here. Yep. There's a lot of poultry work over here. Um, there's not a lot of gangs over here like there is in California. <laughs> yeah. And uh, things are, are less expensive because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, living in California is expensive. You mm-hmm. know, back, even back then, I remember like my family. We lived in a housing authority apartment, and I didn't even know that. like do you ever think about how how I'm not sure what your situation was, but I never realized how poor I was until I moved over here to Arkansas. Mm, like yeah. I never I never cared. I didn't think it was a big deal. and then I when I moved over here, I was like, man, I lived in housing authority apartments. No wonder our apartments were so small and and the police was always in the neighborhood. yeah, uh and when that when I thought about it afterwards, I was like, man, like, When I'm a kid, I didn't really, I didn't really care about any of that. I was just concerned about playing outside. I don't know what your, what your situation was and, 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 and like what your economic situation was when y'all lived in, in California, if it was any different.
1: Hmm. Well, um, it, it was different, definitely different. So we went from living in like a one bedroom apartment. So my parents, my brother and I, we shared one one room, so we yeah. all slept in the same room, you know? And then it was interesting moving over here and like we each get our own room. So that was yeah. something that was, um, that, that was just interesting, you know? Like living in apartments, my parents living in apartments, my brother living in apartments, like all growing up, and then being able to move here and like my parents work towards a house with a backyard. Mm. And so that was something that um, was cool to see, you know? Um, especially with more opportunities over here financially. You know, um, luckily, I lived in a community. It was called the City of Bell. I lived in a community where um, everyone was very involved in, like, extracurricular, I would say. Like, everyone was in soccer, baseball, football. Mm. Um, I did cheer and dance, you know. They had, like, karate, kickboxing. So, like, everyone was very involved. The city held lots of community events that... Everybody went to, like, for Christmas. There was, um, like, a Christmas drive where everybody got presents, you know? So it was, like, really, it was, um, I think that's where it started with my, like, love for the community and, like, people coming together just to have joy, you know, to celebrate each other and for families to be involved in, like, their kids' lives, you Mm -hmm. know? So that was something that I was really grateful for, living in California.
0: That's so interesting, Uh, just because, you know, we probably weren't so far away from each other, but it sounds like it's a different, like a different experience. Yeah. You know, and I think, of course, I know that that's, that's probably the same in a lot of areas, but, um, I went back to California in 2018, maybe. I think it was 2018, 2019, one of those, one of those years. And things still looked the same. Like Hmm. things hadn't changed. The high school hadn't really been updated. Like the middle school hadn't been updated. And, when I came back, I was very grateful that my parents made the decision to move over here yeah when I when I was coming over here I didn't want to come over here mm-hmm. I was thinking, man Arkansas is gonna be full of people with overalls <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yeah. like and, and just they're gonna be racist and stuff like that and sure enough there is people that are racist right mm-hmm. but there
1: are people with overalls yeah. <laughs> right yeah but
0: um people were they are still nice people here yeah. Uh, I, I there was a lot of Latino people here by the time that I got here. I think I got here at the time where there was already a, a, a good portion of Latino families here.
1: Yeah. What what year was that?
0: Two thousand two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah
1: yeah yeah. It started growing.
0: And I got to um we went I went to Lowell Elementary, so right there just there was already a lot of Mexicans, mm-hmm. a lot of Salvadorians, and then I went to Rogers for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I made to Springdale, which is Little Mexico, you know, (laughs) yeah. so I never really I guess we came to the areas where there was already a good portion of uh, Latinx people that I didn't really have any any issues adjusting like other folks when they moved to other areas. Yes. Um, Yeah. But this area is is uh, is a good area that has a lot of diversity um, t- going back a little bit to your family's history, what part of, of Latin America are your, fa- are your family from?
1: Yeah, so um, my mom was born in Mexico City, and my dad also in Mexico, um, Hidalgo, Guatemala. Okay.
0: Have you ever gone to visit?
1: Yes, yeah. I, it's been a while. It's been a few years, but I visited both. Um, I have family in San Luis Potosí. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I go back.
0: How was your How was your experience when you go over there? Do you feel uh, very American? Yes,
1: very Americanized. People yeah. know immediately when they see you. Do it's your parents s-
0: tell you to stop talking in, in English? Yes, yeah. Or <laughs> they and like my
1: Spanish isn't very good, yeah. and like you can obviously tell, you know, like yeah. if I start speaking Spanish. So it was kind of like a just don't talk, oh <laughs> just, just don't talk, just like put your head down and like keep yeah. walking, you know.
0: You know, there's some really cringe moments of of me of my actions whenever I went to Mexico. Then I look back now and I'm like, Irvin, why did you do that? <laughs> like, yeah, there was a time where the semi last time that we went to Mexico, I spent a lot of time at the uh, what do they call those things? It's like a center in the town where they have computers and you pay two bucks to use the mm, computers and use the yeah. internet. Mm-hmm. I forgot what I forgot what the what the what the el ciber. It's called el ciber. So the, the cibers are places around Mexico that have they're like little centers that have computers so that you can be on the internet, go on Facebook, (laughs) check (laughs) check your MySpace back in the day. Yeah. And, um, and I spent a lot of the time in those and I and I look back and I was like, man, I should have, you know, gone to the town and, and enjoyed it, which I did. I did do some of the cool stuff in town, but I could have done more instead of just trying to update people in America <laughs> what I was doing in Mexico yeah, on Facebook, you know. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but um, that's that's so cool that your your family came over here when you were really young and you were exposed to uh, a lot of opportunities, uh, specifically a lot of the stuff that you're doing now. Um, how did you get started with with wanting to act
1: Man, um, you know, like doing theater for I I don't know if it was it's for so long, but doing theater, it's just it was kind of one of those things where you just feel it like just from inside. Like when I was young, um, I started like performing with with dancing. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, in my community, everybody was like involved and I started dancing and like I just didn't stop. Like I just loved performing. Um, And then living in Los Angeles, like Universal Studios, Disneyland, yeah, like seeing um, lots of movies and shows and seeing behind the scenes, like how they make these movies. It was just so interesting. And like, like I said, just like at a, at a young age, just being like, I want to do that, I can do that, you know? So it was like making my cousins um, make up dances or mm. making my cousins be in my play, <laughs> me being the director, telling them what to do, you know? Yeah. Um, my parents make fun of me because even at the playground, like all I did was tell people what to do. I'm like, all right, mm. now we're doing this game and we're gonna be doing this, you're going to be these characters, you know? So it was just like at a young age, like I just love performing and putting on performances, you know, and, um, once I got into like middle school, junior high, that's whenever I started like reading plays, you know, English class. We started reading plays, um, of course, like Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. But also like I would go to the library and look at the theater section and I would mm. just like pick out whatever scene book. That was the thing. It was like an actor scene book that had a lot of compilation of um, scenes. Mm-hmm. And I would again, I would make my friends like do these scenes with me mm. or we would like make up improv games like having... Like absolutely no theater experience, nobody mm. teaching us like these games, but like we would make it because yeah. we just loved pretending. Um, it wasn't until high school that I had a theater class. Okay. Um, it was until like tenth grade. And which high school did you go to? Springdale, Springdale was High School. Miss Button. Yes, Miss Button. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. Too. Ooh, I, had yes. a, I
0: had an acting class too with with her. Yeah, you like it? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah i i did a I did a play. It it was. And not to not to interfere with what you were saying, but <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to act. Yeah. But I was always so shy about going to the auditions because it yep. started in in middle school. Mm-hmm. And um, I did a I it wasn't a play, but I I would, did the personality of this like I forgot what what colonizer it was. It was one of those colonizers. <laughs> they, they were, they were, we were doing some sort of a video for our um, um, history teacher. He wanted to do some some historic video where some of us uh, portrayed. Uh, specific uh, historic personalities, and I forgot who I was. I was some dude that was supposed to be upset all the time, and apparently so I did a good job because he was recording me, and I was doing a good job. I was like the other guy was trying to intimidate me. He was acting, and I was supposed to just keep a hard face and just look at him and say my lines and stuff. And the history teacher was really impressed, and he said, "Hey, you should you should try out for this. Uh, I think it was uh, the Christmas Carol. You should try out for the Christmas Carol." And uh, and I, I got like a, a confidence boost. I was like, wow, maybe like, maybe I can do it, right? Maybe I should try. And the, the auditions were happening in, in the band room one afternoon after class. And I went to the band room and I stood outside the door. And there was, it was loud in there. And I saw a lot of people, and I saw people that I knew were really good actors in our school. Mm-hmm. And I just did. No, I was like, nah, this is too nerves much. Nerves get you. I was the like, I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass myself. I'm just gonna leave. <sighs> so I that probably that could have changed my life. Yeah, I, have, I don't yeah. know for the positive or, the, or for a negative, but mm. who knows? But I decided not to. Yeah. Um, But
1: like with what you're doing now, like literally like right now with this podcast and also like as a public figure and as um, an organizer, like you still need those skills to like those acting skills, you know, Mm -hmm. to um, be able to do those things. So it still got you somewhere. And like those skills are still helping you (laughs) right now. You know,
0: trying to make me feel better. (laughs) uh, I I, I did the uh, for two years or two or three years, we did the the um, what's it called? La Posada. Ooh, at yes. the art center of the Ozarks, so i kind of redeemed myself i played joseph
1: <laughs> yes. um, and it was
0: fun i had some lines i had to sing yeah and I'm, I'm not a good singer <laughs> luckily there was a, a choir behind us so like my voice wasn't the one that was like being heard even though i have like a really deep voice so it's yeah. hard to ignore it <laughs> um but i feel like i i redeemed myself by doing that but one of the things that i that i tell people which is kind of embarrassing um when it comes to like running for office and being on the political game one of the things that helped me with like my facial uh gestures and and just the way that i present myself was singing in the mirror
1: what? when i was a kid yeah
0: yeah like i would
1: mm.
0: i would and i don't know why i would do this to be honest it doesn't make sense i, I think it was because i was home alone a lot mm-hmm. Like my mom was working my dad was working my sister was working and i'd put on headphones and I would sing some of my favorite songs to the to the mirror, mm-hmm. and I it, it was just so cringe. No, I do enough, that now. You know? <laughs> I feel that, yeah. But uh, it's kind of cringe of me just, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I would think that I I would pretend like I was like on a on talent show or something. Yes. And I would just sing these songs, but I and, but I would see I would be seeing my face while I'd be doing this, and then I realized that afterwards, you know, when I ran for office and when I was on the community, um, I was able to kind of. Uh, to kind of show my more expression when I was talking because of those moments where mm-hmm. I where I was singing to myself yeah. in in the mirror.
1: That's like your little practice. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's and for me it's 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 something where I have to try to show facial um expressions because I got that like Kanye fa- face <laughs> where yeah. I'm just like I I'm not trying to be rude and I'm not trying to like mad dog anybody but that's just like my natural face. Yes. To look like I'm upset but I'm not. Yeah. But yeah, we just took a whole a whole spiral there. But <laughs> I'm glad to know that you also uh sang in the or still sing.
1: Yes, definitely still do. Yes.
0: Do you do it, do you do it with like just music in general or do you do it practicing lines?
1: Um, both. Yeah. um, Something that I've been trying to get into is it's so hard, like memorizing lines like by yourself. Like also me, like I need to talk to people like I need people around, you know, I just need that that community. So like whenever I have to memorize lines, I like write them down and then like I say them to um, the mirror. But lately I've been like recording myself. I've been trying to do more like self taping. So I'll like record myself practicing my lines and then just reviewing them and being like, oh, I made I made this move, why was that? Or, you know, so just, just still like recording myself and seeing myself um, do these things. Also just like dancing in the mirror. Mm. I feel like that's just something that's necessary every day. You know, it's just like letting it out, making your body feel like the happiness that you feel, the joy that you feel inside or like making yourself feel Like Mm -hmm. that, you know, so it's just like shaking it out, dancing, being silly, moving your body in ways that you probably won't for the rest of the day, Mm -hmm. you know, being all stiff. And, (laughs) you know, so. Yeah. um, So definitely still doing that.
0: Okay, that's good to hear. (laughs) Um, Have you talking about uh, taping yourself, Mm -hmm. videoing yourself? Do have you started already sending uh, tapes to like if there's like a show or anything in the area? Have you started doing that? Have you? Oh, definitely, yeah,
1: yeah, so like an uh, actor's job is like, So it's like 90% like preparing for shows and Mm -hmm. then like 10% of actually doing shows. So that 90% is like learning monologues, like practicing auditions, going to auditions. So like self-taping is definitely like one of those things. It's always like looking for the next gig, looking for a next Mm -hmm. job, right? So um, especially with uh, the pandemic. So with everything going like virtual, like our industry didn't know what it was going to look like, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, during the pandemic, after the pandemic, you know. So everything was very uncertain. Certain one thing that um that was really well i uh really cool that happened with our industry is that everything went virtual right and that means a lot of shows a lot of readings a lot of like networking was all being done uh virtually so that was um a fun way to work with theaters that i normally wouldn't have like i've worked Mm. with um theaters like in California and in New York or where we're all from different places, you know? And I wouldn't have had that opportunity if everything was still like in person. So it was always like sending out those um, audition tapes like all throughout the pandemic whenever, or still, you know, um, for virtual shows, virtual readings. So it's that's been something good, you know? It's just been practicing, um, doing those self-tapes, doing those auditions and getting to work with people um, across the nation that you wouldn't have otherwise
0: did you see those uh, auditions that um trial i don't know i think auditions is the correct term for that show what's the show called it's on hulu uh oh, native of native folks um, um it's i'm gonna i'm gonna hate myself for but it's, it's a cool <laughs> show that's on hulu it's yeah. it's about like native folks and it's based in oklahoma oh um and i think that there's they they just had a, f- a first season um and it was really successful and they're shooting they just shot the second season, I believe, mm-hmm. and they even brought some some actors that um, like they brought some Hollywood people mm-hmm. to be a part of the second season. The first one was just like new actors. It's folks that like a lot. The, the 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 big cast is is uh, like 18, 17 year olds, mm-hmm. and then um, they have some adults, but they're all they're all. It's based in Oklahoma and it's filmed in Oklahoma.
1: Wow. Uh,
0: reservation Dogs.
1: Hmm. Have you heard of that show? No. You haven't mm-hmm. heard of is it. Is that is that what it's called?
0: Yeah, I think it's called Res- Ooh, Reservation Dogs. Right. And it's in Hulu. I think you should check it out and they and I think they always film in Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. if and they and I do see sometimes on my Facebook because I am friends with several local actors here mm-hmm. and so, and for some reason I'm friends with someone that does um, that has some sort of agency. I don't know how I ended up <laughs> <laughs> accepting her friend request, but yeah. I and I see her share all these different auditions, and yeah. I saw that one. And that should probably be something that you should look up to, and look, yeah. look into. If they have like that third season coming in, I mean, it's within your like your your age group, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think and they they don't use just native folks; they use folks from all ethnicities, but the main cast is is native and they're mm. and they film here in Oklahoma they film like in like Stillwell I believe
1: yeah so it's really oh, close wow. by
0: so next time I see it I'm gonna share it with you yeah so because I think I think you could do a, a great job on then imagine Ooh. imagine an opportunity like that I
1: got right? a
0: new agent y'all you're the second person on the show that has <laughs> tried to get me to become an agent while we're filming wow. because I say like oh I think you should do this comedy uh this comedy spot and they're like well I need an agent I'm like man I got I wish I had time, <laughs> but I'll send I'll send stuff your, nice. yeah, your way though. Nice, yeah, definitely. But that'd be cool, right? Yeah, especially at sh- such a young age to like get a show.
1: Yes, yeah, that's awesome that there's been like more filming opportunities um, here. Of course, like NWA is growing, but I'm sure like other parts nearby. You know, it's just been growing with like film.
0: So right now, you you are completely managing yourself.
1: Um. Yeah, I would say so. I feel like, like I said, like that's just like the actor's job is, mm-hmm. you know, some people have representation, and um, I think I'm still like a baby professional mm-hmm. actor, so I'm still trying to figure that out too, you know. I feel you. Yeah. Feel
0: you. Well, if I if I stumble upon that lady on Facebook, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, send, I'm gonna yeah. send her your way because yep. there, there there seems to be people. I mean, local people that, and I don't know how this works, but they sign with an agency, but yes. I don't know how. Like, how much they have to pay them? Have mm. have you ever looked into any of that?
1: No. Right now, you're just well, trying to get
0: experience and just...
1: Yeah, I know there's, like, a percentage that you would pay, like, your agent or the agency um, whenever you do get a gig, you know? Um, it's, like, their part for, like, getting you the gig. Um, I'm not sure how much. It should be, like, under 15%, yeah. I and would, would you
0: say. Would you be interested in that if you were to find someone that can... Legitimately try to get your jobs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like um, for looking for an agent and looking for the right agency, it takes time and mm-hmm. something that uh, aligns with your values. You yeah. know. So.
0: And you got to like look at their history, make sure they're not scamming people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or <laughs> so they're I, not
1: doing anything shady or yeah, like standing yeah. for anything that you don't believe in. That's or, true. Got to check know? their Facebook. Make sure, they, <laughs> make yeah.
0: sure they, don't share, they don't share any shady stuff on there. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the Latinx theater. I feel like that's the first time I ever saw you do anything yeah. acting-wise. Um, you were a part of it. When, when did you join?
1: Yeah, like, so... Um, obviously,
0: you're not part of it anymore, but... When was it when you started, and and how was that experience for you?
1: Yeah, so I was a senior, so it was a group of friends. Um, We started with Sam Lopez, and um, I think he was the chair of the English department. His name is David Jollip. He was, like, our producer. And they came to us with the idea of us, like, just creating our own, like, show, creating our own play. So it was a group of friends. Like, we were already in theater. We were already, like, very, like, this was what we wanted to continue, like, after high school. We were seniors. It was, like, 2017, and the way we started was that we would, like, have writing prompts that just talked about, like, our ourselves, like, our experience as um, Latinos, especially our experience in Springdale that's very high in Latinx population. Um, so we just started writing about ourselves, our experiences, and then through there, we had a playwright. Her name is Ashley Edwards from NWAC, and um, she was helping us create This play so it started off with writing so we had a lot of um, poems we had a lot of songs we had a lot of scenes that we just wrote and then um, we would do these things so with devising what you do with those is that it was like a lot of improv -hmm. So um, let's say we had like an idea for a scene. It was literally like, all right, work outside for five minutes, figure out what that looks like, beginning, middle, and end, and then just like show us, you know?
0: That's fun, right?
1: Yes. And it's also, so for me, it was also like stressful because this was Mm. my first time like doing devising. Like I said, we just had like three years or two and a half years at that point of like theater education. And then we were already like, all right, let's make our own scenes, let's Mm -hmm. do our own filming, let's, you know? So that was really fun. Um, It really gave us the opportunity to grow in our writing and our. performance um and I think speaking up for ourselves and for the community as well Mm. which was um really great so we started with um writing we did improv and then we started like piecing things together creating that script with Ashley's help and then we ended up like having a show we had a director from the University of Arkansas Michael Landman um that would that that was our director so it, it was really cool having like Professional professionals like helping us um, create this experience, and then from there we would travel around Northwest Arkansas, so like Springdale, Arts Center of the Ozarks, NWAC, University of Arkansas, and um, at the time it was Nadine Baum by Theater Squared. Mm. So um, so yeah, so we we were doing that, and we did that for a few years, and um, yeah, and they're still going. They're a part of the a part of Theater Squared now.
0: Okay. I think I I think I went to y'all's first show. Mm. Uh, it was at the Art Center of the Ozark, yeah. right, you said. Yes. And um, and for me, it was really interesting because it was the first time I ever saw Latino actors mm. on the stage. Which yeah. Is, which was, I think, and I think we uh, I DM'd you on Instagram about this about like representation. Yes. You know, what that means. Uh, what does that mean to you? You know, you mm-hmm. being the person. I I saw it obviously from from the seats in and seeing, uh, Latinx folks on the stage. Uh, for the first time was something that I felt uh, empowered and and I f- was really happy because I, w- I was seeing a, like young Latino kids watching the play hopefully thinking that they can do it too yes. what did that what did that I mean to you
1: yeah absolutely that means a lot um knowing that like it empowered you in that way mm-hmm. you know because um because yeah like also, with like talking about oppression and talking about how there's a lack of representation of Latinos or people of color, you know, and Latinos like is a wide spectrum of how we look, right. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's also important for us to just be ourselves and just for us to like experience joy. So like we had stories we wanted to tell. We had stories that we wanted to share and things we wanted to like talk about with the community. And so it was really empowering for us to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And also, um, like we were like 17, you know, so we didn't also I don't think we also knew what it meant for people younger than us because like we felt like we were the young ones um, doing these things. But um, doing theater now, I would say is I'm feeling that more because like I'm going to Springdale schools, like performing um, for them with my job right now. And being able to, like, show these kids theater for the first time. Because I don't even remember mm. when was the first time I experienced theater. So mm. that means a lot for, like, other Latinos and other um, young people to be able to, like, see what we do. Or um, be able to see what we did, yeah. you know. Um, and that meant a lot.
0: Dude, I, I, don't, I don't know if you ever saw this, but back when I was in school here in, in Springdale, there was a play that would come to the school. Mm-hmm. And it was like a funny one, like a fun one. And I don't know if you ever got to see this one specifically, mm-hmm. but one of the things that I remember about it all the time was that there was like a karate guy mm-hmm. that would come into the scene, and after the song "Kung Fu Fighting" mm-hmm. would play, they'd be like, "Oh, oh," <laughs> and like yeah. it'd be really dramatic. And then this dude would come in with like a karate suit, and yeah. like everybody would 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 clap for him because he was like the hero and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that, I saw that play like. <laughs> two times, like they did it twice when I was in Springdale schools. Yeah. If anybody listening listening to this remembers <laughs> this play, and please tell me that it's not like just some sort of weird thing that yeah, I created in my fever head. Yeah, some dream that, Urban <laughs> I, created in that my <laughs> head. I know this is real, because I, I remember it very clearly, so if anybody listening remembers it, and wants to let me know that I'm not crazy, please let me know. Um, did, <laughs> please. Did, did, you, did you see, was there any plays in your school that w- weren't um, being acted by students, like that would that the um, production would have come to the school.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing like some sort of like Edgar Allan Poe oh, show, you know. I think dark. it was like a two-hander, like two person um oh, okay. play, you know? Um, I don't remember much of that. But whenever I was in high school, I went to the Arkansas Governor's School at Hendrix College, okay. and like you go for different disciplines and I went for theater. And with that, like we would go see the Arkansas Shakespeare Theater, and mm. that's right there at the UCA. And that was my first time like, seeing Shakespeare and also, like, seeing Shakespeare done so beautifully, so professionally, Mm -hmm. and, like, it really changed me, like, seeing those shows and seeing how people can tell stories with their imagination, Mm -hmm. their bodies, their voice, and, like, it it just moved me so much, and I'm, like I said, it's just, like, seeing it and being, like, I I can do that, I want to do that, and I think, like, anybody can, you Mm -hmm. know, everybody has their body, voice, imagination to be able to tell stories, so, like, I think that was, um, like, an in- impactful time seeing adult professional actors. Mm.
0: And and you you had a um, a very busy summer, right? Yes. Oh, you're having a very busy summer. Can you talk about some of the work that you've been doing these past few weeks?
1: Yes, so grateful for this past summer. So, um, uh, like the Arkansas Shakespeare Theater that um, I saw whenever I was in high school, I was a part of it. So, it was really, um, like, a full circle, like... Really living out like a dream, you know? Um, it's um, the Arkansas Shakespeare Theater. They were down for a few years, but they came back up. And this was like their first season coming back up. And we did the show Much Ado About Nothing. And I played hero. Mm. Um, and that was just the most like beautiful collaborative experience. It really showed like what I feel like theater is supposed to be. It's supposed to be um, individual artists coming together as a collective to tell uh, one collective story. Sorry. And um, and everyone just is so inspiring and they motivate you to be a better actor. You learn so much from the people that you work with. And that's also something that I really love about theater It's just you're a lifelong learner. You're always growing. And I'm grateful for that. So it, it was amazing to be have that experience of like a few years ago, I was watching them and being like, yeah. oh, I want to be like them. I want to do that. Like. And, you know, just years of of growing and working and I was during the process, like I was still like insecure and like a little scared and Mm -hmm. being uh, intimidated, you know, and I feel like a lot of actors feel that way no matter how long you've been doing it. But like I said, I feel like I'm a baby professional actor. (laughs) So um, I was really grateful to be a part of that experience and in growing that way. So I spent like almost two months out there in Conway and that was my first time. Yeah, that was my first time, like, being away from home, like, traveling, even though it was, like, Conway, you know? But, like, being put in housing and having this, like, eight-hour-a-day schedule of, like, solely acting and working on acting with this company that was just so beautiful. Mm. Um, But before that, uh, I was in Conway doing a 30-hour, like, training for rapier and dagger, so, like, a long, thin sword and then a dagger you know mm. so I was um I was certified in stage combat you know so oh is
0: that when I when I said that you should uh, become a pro wrestler <laughs> yes. like you were fighting I was like yes well, you're, you're, yeah
1: like you said like theater is so cool you learn so many different things so like I'm really interested in in movement which yeah. includes like stage combat so being able oh, to cool. like Fight, you know, so yeah. I got my certification. So, if anybody wants to fight, rapier <laughs> and dagger, there
0: might be some people outside <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you know,
1: hey, I'm certified, they don't know. So, hey. so uh, I did that, and then um, so that was with I think the Society of American Fight Directors, I think that's what the um, association is called.
0: I even know but you can get certified here for that what's up I didn't even know you could get certified here for that
1: yeah so like these are fight directors that come from all over the country you know just to do these certification um camps you know and um and theater's growing so like there's um it's that uh, like that's growing like there's different aspects of theater like intimacy choreography that's growing so like there's just so many different jobs and so many different avenues that theater provides so people fly out here people travel here to um certification courses like that too
0: do you see this the acting scene growing here
1: oh yes definitely
0: specifically because you're in it so I want to know how like what your perspective looks like for me it, it looks like it's growing because there's more productions right mm-hmm. but I want to know like from an actress's perspective how does that look like to you
1: yeah um one thing I'd like to mention too is that like um a lot of my acting training was done virtually so um, because of the pandemic and a lot of, like, my professional work and connections that I've made, like, were, were kind of, like, wavered because of, like, the pandemic. So I don't have much to, like, compare it to now. But from what I'm seeing now is, like, the different organization, like, the different theaters in the area, they're bringing more people, like, from outside of the area in. So that's been something I've noticed a lot of. But also um, more more organizations like the Latinx Theater Project that provides, like— other opportunities for actors or like uh, also other baby actors performers to um, be a part of that and have some experience in theater. You know, there's a lot of children's theater, children's theater programs in in the area. Like I work for a children's theater, so um, and I just know personally from my organization, like the programming programming is expanding. We're always trying to find new ways to get the youth to learn some theater be a part of some theater watch mm-hmm. some theater so um that's what i've been seeing and then again like with the film film industry here mm-hmm. growing you know um lots of people are coming outside in because um, it's a nice area i guess it's probably <laughs> cheap you know yeah. so so i feel like it's been growing
0: yeah i think I, I see it too um one of the only things that i would hear about filming here was like god's not dead but it's evolved mm-hmm. way, way past yes, that
1: <laughs> yes. it's evolved way
0: past that and, and, and <laughs> And um, whenever I was part of the of the Posada at the mm-hmm. Art Center of the Ozarks, where I played Joseph, I was able to meet a lot of cool people that are involved in the acting scene, like damien Yeah, I really like damien Damien's a cool dude. Yeah, he's uh, great. And just other folks, you know, that like I'm I'm not sure if you ever met. Uh, I think his name is Joseph or Paul. Uh, I forgot I, for, I forgot his last name, um, but he was also an amazing actor. And and just these times that I got to spend with so much talented people. Uh, did empower me, you know, Mm so I'm, I'm guessing, you know, you doing the same thing when you're in all these different productions, you're probably getting, feeling empowered, and, and and probably learning so much from all these people that might have more experience than you. Yeah. In this field.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, One thing with theater, and I'm sure, like, yeah, so one thing with theater, one of my acting professors, he's amazing, um, he said, um, you're acting problems are your what, your acting problems are your people problems mm. I think that's what it is you know uh, no your acting problems are your personal problems there it is you know so like um let's say you personally like I personally whatever like have a have trouble like opening up or being vulnerable or letting myself feel emotions I'm gonna have those same problems those personal problems as acting problems you know mm. so like so um that might hinder I, I
0: had those problems
1: yeah you know like yeah. so that's so that's why i love acting again like you're a lifelong learner and like you're learning about yourself so like um learning like uh, how your body works like how your mind works your imagination how your heart works you know so where you put those walls up when you bring them down and how does that feel how does that Mm. look like you know so um acting itself it just teaches you so much about yourself and Mm. then seeing other people um do the same thing so seeing other people like how do they work on themselves what do they do to reach certain places as an actor you know so that's why like it's just so empowering working with other artists and other actors because you just learned so much about being a person and about being Mm -hmm. an artist and how do you find a balance between those things
0: yeah it took I think whenever whenever I I was doing it um, it did take a while to break out of the stiffness Mm -hmm. but then I saw the room I saw the people around me and people had just completely like let, had let go of their stiffness mm-hmm. and they were acting wacky and they didn't care and it was so just like fearless it's like a like a safe space in a mm-hmm. way to be there where you can completely not just be yourself but be something you know outside of yourself yeah and let let the whatever role you're playing um like do it to the biggest to the fullest potential and without mm-hmm. no restrictions or anything holding you back yeah i think that's a very like freeing place to be
1: yeah yeah and sometimes
0: you gotta escape your own reality right
1: yes yeah (laughs) and I feel like um with different characters that you play um it's an extension of yourself like they say you need to like lend your heart to the character because it's going to be embodied in your own body in your own movement and you know the way that you say things but of course like the character informs that for yourself but it really is like giving giving your heart to the character you know and um Letting them kind of like do the work or inform you of the work, you Mm. know.
0: And you're you're currently working with the uh, well, the correct term is trike theater, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And
0: you are their resident actor uh, slash teaching artist. Yes. Um, Can you talk a little bit? I think you touched a little bit on it already. But can you talk a little bit more about that role and, and what you'd be doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I've worked with Trike over the past few years, like as an apprentice, as a teaching assistant, and eventually like as a lead teacher. Um, I graduated from the University of Arkansas in May. So I'm and after doing some theater over the summer, I'm excited to finally start full back. Today's actually mm-hmm. my first day hey, right first after day. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, but with that, like I was working with them full time a little bit last year, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do is like we have these children's shows, um, the show that we did last year and that we're currently still doing is Tortuga and the Hare, which is a bilingual like rendition of the tortoise and the hare story. So I played the hair. So, you know, so like we we work on this script. Sometimes we bring in playwrights, and sometimes we do it like in house with our artists and we create shows. We put them on. We have a trailer that we take to different places, you know. Um, we focus primarily on like Springdale Public Schools. So that's where I, I mm. did all of my school in, public school in. So it's really. Um it's just really uh, rewarding to be able to go to That's these cool. schools and like put on bilingual shows for students who are bilinguals, for mm. students to see themselves like represented. You know, it was always so sweet. We would do, you know, like we're going to count to 10, uno, dos, <laughs> three, you know, but it was still um, great to see like their eyes light up and be like, oh, like I could speak Spanish right now, you know, mm. or like. we we can speak Spanish right now, so it was really rewarding to, like, get these kids feeling, like, comfortable and get these kids, like, feeling like they're a part of it. And again, sometimes, or it is, like, these kids' first time seeing theater and being able to, like, see themselves is just so important. So, um... Not only do we go to like public schools, we also do like events at libraries, which are, libraries are very essential to communities. So um, we do community events, like last year we went to Arkansas, so it was mm-hmm. like, it's, it's just so fun being able to be a part of the community, so cool. um, to do theater and especially like the youth in Springdale. Um, like right now we're doing Mariposa Butter- Butterfly, which is another like bilingual show that um, was written out of house, so, um, we're, be- we're traveling that right now, you know? That's so, cool. Yeah. That so is exciting. Yeah. So we do like workshops. We do workshops with the kids. Um, the way they usually work is like, we do a pre-show like workshop to get them like, um, like we tell them they're going to be actors. So we get them like warmed up as actors. We watch the show and then afterwards we do some like questions. We do another workshop where we uh, unpack like what we just saw, you know? and We unpack what theater is to them. So I just think it's, it's important work, you know? Mm. I, I really think it's um, rewarding.
0: Definitely yes. I, I am excited about everything that you're doing and just going back to that representation part of it. I think it's important for people, specifically young people, to look at people like you and see that oh, that tear. it can be done. You know, <laughs> that that there are people in that space and that you you're you're able to open doors for other folks, you know, mm. to if they wanna pursue something like that, that they see you and know that it can be done, but then also know that there's someone in the, uh, the space uh, opening the door for them to come yeah,
1: through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, um, if not like even more important than what like representation means to me, you know, is providing opportunities for other people and being able to like, get power and give people other power and influence, yeah. you know? So, um, giving them resources and opportunities, you know? So, cause I feel like in American society, we're very individualistic and like, how do I get ahead, you know? Yeah. But, um, but you can do everything on your own and y- you just can't, um, you need your community. It takes a village. So, um, being able to work with other people, because art is collaborative, theater is collaborative. Being able to work with other people, people that you love, people that you want to grow with, people who inspire you, um, and being able to give other people the opportunity too, because like I was given so many opportunities by my mm-hmm. mentors and friends and people who like believed in me or people yeah. who thought you were a hard worker. You know, all of these things are really important whenever you're doing theater and whenever you're like. Trying to do it, do it as a career, or trying to be like marketable in that way. So um, I think it's really important to give back to your community, or to like, well, and to include your community, collaborate with your community to do art and to yeah. grow in that way.
0: Where can people reach you if they want to work with you?
1: Yes, so you could reach me at my website. Um, oh, you got a website? Fancy. Yes, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, I could give you the link to that too. Okay um find me on instagram i'm at um hey. at audrey's dirty laundry um you can catch me there <laughs> yeah just email me i can give you this information too
0: sounds good i, I didn't know kevin was your brother
1: oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i don't know
0: why i just i think i saw a picture <laughs> recently of both of you and i was like wait a minute you're yep. related i yep, did not yep, know y'all yep. were related but then i was like wait y'all have the same last name <laughs> yeah makes then, sense and then y'all kind of look like each other too Ooh, yes a little bit you yep. know so i was like wow that made that made sense so shout out to kevin shout too. out to kevin we've Contra. had him rapping on the we've had him rapping on the podcast in the first early yeah. episodes uh, yeah we had him we came and did a, a freestyle for us so Dope. shout out to him and yeah I, and that's interesting not thinking about it how you kind of both got into you know
1: performing <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And
0: that that los angeles inspiration
1: i guess affected right? both
0: of you and i guess. Uh, I wonder if there's if, if there is there ever a, a space where you can both work together?
1: Oh my gosh. Like we like we grew up making videos. We grew up like writing skits, like writing comics, acting the Mao. We grew up like freestyling with each other. Mm. Like he I, I would say he's he's very much like a big influence on the on where I'm at, like artistically, because mm. like
0: Is he older? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: So I'm the baby he's okay. the older so um, be seeing him like write and explore music he also like played instruments gu- guitar, keyboard, you know so like there I am as the as the mm-hmm. younger sibling like following along and like using his piano when he's not home and like <laughs> like, like stealing his CDs when he's not there, you mm-hmm. know so like um So I think we're both very dramatic and artistic in that way, you know, of just growing up and how do we create art together? Because it was fun and it was like a way for us to connect in that way, too.
0: That's cool. Well, shout out to Kevin, Kevin Contra. (laughs) Um, But thank you for making the time to be here today. Uh, I'm really interested in just people listening to this episode and learning about the stuff that you're doing, the barriers that you're breaking, the doors that you're opening. And uh and I look forward to seeing, you know, in the next few years where you evolve into uh, the cool thank, stuff. Yeah, thank you, you so
1: much. And like I said, like theater really is something that like everyone already does or they can continue to do. Um, there's jobs, so I know like with Latinos, like having a job that was like sustainable and something that would like pay you a lot of money, you know, so like there's just different avenues that you can go through with theater and with art. Um and I just hope other people can get inspired to do so and to like keep going and to follow their dreams because anything's attainable, you know? Hey. Really, anything's attainable. Yeah. So um, but thank you so much for having me. I'm our
0: pleasure. Yes, thank you. And that was the end of episode 140 of the District Podcast with actor slash actress Audrey Romero. Thank you for joining us, Audrey. And to everybody listening, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you all next week. <laughs> Thank you.